Welcome to the Marriage Puzzle Podcast with Julie and Thomas Hobby. We are marriage coaches who help couples with pain points about money, intimacy, and communication go from being overwhelmed to being secure in their marriage. If this is your first time listening to us, thanks for checking out our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Let's dive into this episode. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us again. And we hope you had a great Christmas and New Year's celebration. We are kicking off episode 27, which is called Achieving Goals Together. We thought it'd be a great way to start off the new year, and we've got some tips that we're going to give you around setting goals, um, how to set goals together and achieve them together as a couple, and uh, some ideas for good versus bad goals to kind of help you differentiate. Yeah, there's actually a reason we are um, airing this episode after January 1st. We It's not late. We, we did plan for this to come out because um, my stance, at least, I think our stance is really New Year's resolutions don't work. You know, January 1st is often a, a day off. It's a holiday um, for people. So to to start, you know, something, um, it's hard. And so then January 2nd can come in and you already feel like a failure. And so, um, we thought, you know, give you a couple days to ease into the new year. And now this week we can, um, you know, get started with goals. Cause the difference is a resolution is a firm decision to do or not do something. Um, but a goal is the, the object of a person's ambition or effort you know they they aim or desire results when you have a goal and so goals provide a direction to follow to achieve desired outcome right right and you know something else that i've uh, i've heard said recently is that it you might as well start your goals a day or so after the first anyway because if you start on the first you're striving for perfection and nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. So you're not going to be, especially (laughs) in the context we're talking about in doing couple goals that you're going to be depending on someone else to help keep you perfect as well. It's just not going to happen when you add another person as a variable. It's not going to happen. So you might as well take the pressure off, start on the second, third, fourth, you know, a little bit into the new year. So that way you don't have to feel like you're striving for perfection. You can just strive to get better. Absolutely. So wherever you are, uh, whatever day you're listening to this, it's not too late. So so let's jump in and um, and talk about achieving goals. Yeah, totally. So uh, one of the ways that we like to set goals is with the SMART goal system. And SMART is just an acronym for setting goals. Uh, and it stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Time-Based. So your goals that you set just need to be around those, that uh, they need to kind of check all five of those boxes. Um, so that you can actually accomplish something, right? Absolutely. And I, I think we've heard from couples, you know, um, they, they want to have a better marriage. They, they want, they have these goals in marriage. Um, and or dreams. Yes. And I would say that couples who are thriving, they're the ones that have a plan. You know, they do have goals. Um, they don't merely just hope for a good marriage. They plan for a good mm-hmm. marriage. Um, but without that smart goals, um, sometimes people can say the right things, but then still come back to us and say, well, we, we hoped for this. We, we thought we planned it, but it failed. And, um, an example of that would be 
if you and your spouse, you know, sat down and said, okay, for, for the year 2022, um, we want to spend more time together. Yeah. That's, that's a, a dream. That's a goal. That's a dream. Well, you think it's a goal, Well, but it's actually a dream. <laughs> yeah. I mean, goals are dreams with a plan, right? Mm -hmm. So if we, if we look at it that per, from that perspective, that could be a good way to help differentiate these in your mind. So what you just said, spending more time together, that's a great dream to have. But it won't work if you don't apply the SMART goal um, acronym and yep. define it a little bit better. And so using that, which is, um, what you say, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based, mm -hmm. taking the spend more time together and turning it into this actual sentence that, that would fit would be, we are going to spend more time together by going out on a date once a month in 2022 that's perfect because you know looking at it from that perspective it's specific because you've already defined how you're going to spend more time together how frequently you're going to do it uh it's time-based so you know when you're going to accomplish it by you can measure it because there's 12 months in the year you know if you got it done or not. Um, and then, um, you know, relevant, obviously it applies to your relationship um, and uh, attainable. It's not unrealistic. So I kind of went out of order of, of smart there, but um, it, it is an attainable goal. It checks goal. all the boxes. Yep, so. <laughs> yeah. And outside of the smart goals format, we also, um, Thomas and I personally like to set goals for the year in different categories. Mm -hmm. I've heard of, you know, seven to even up to 10 categories. These categories can be unique to, to you. Um, but, you know, and I ideas of that would be career goals. Um, what are the goals that fit under your career and your job? Um, maybe that's, you know, kind of led with or by your boss or just personal career goals to grow in. Mm -hmm. um, what are your financial goals? Um, that should be with your spouse. So what are your family financial goals? Uh, what's your personal development? That's another category. Um, we, we each like to set a book number, you know, mm -hmm. how many books we're going to read it's very different from each other and that's okay. I don't know if you were going to share. Yeah. Julie's got a much bigger number of books that she likes to read each year. I'm not an actual reader. It's, uh, I go too slow when I read and I have to repeat it too many times. So I listen to audiobooks, And so, and I can kind of pump those out pretty quickly because I can speed up the process yeah. and listen to it at 1.5 like or something. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but that's still, that's still, you know, achieving books. Yeah. So you set mm -hmm. a goal and you you reached that for 2021, and I'm so proud of you. Even though it's different than mine, mm -hmm. my goal is to read a book a month, which mm -hmm. I was surprised actually with um, how busy 2021 was and us moving and everything and and launching this podcast. Mm -hmm. I still got 12 books in, but um, I mean, I know people read like 24 books in a right. year. So whatever your your you know personal development doesn't have to be reading, but listen to a podcast or a reading or, or what what are you gonna do as a personal development goal? Mm -hmm. um, spiritual would be another goal category. Yep. And um, just from a marriage context, I want to say whether you uh, are you know a Christian or not, find yourself wherever you are on the spiritual spectrum, <laughs> um, I'd encourage you guys to um, start attending church together if you don't attend a church in 2022. Or if you already attend a church, then what's the next step that you can, you know, serve together or get mm -hmm. plugged in? Like what? just take one more step in that spiritual journey um, when you're setting a spiritual goal. And and I would say if 
the two of you are from different spiritual backgrounds um, that are completely different, you each brought your own, uh, you know, religion, so to speak, into your marriage, then I would encourage you to learn about the other person's. Doesn't mean you have to change your beliefs necessarily. I'm not asking you to compromise them, but I think it would be helpful for your spouse that you are trying to understand their perspective and where they're coming from. Um, and at the very least, it'll create some interesting discussion. Yeah. You might have educational goals um, category. A common one people have is, you know, physical health, uh, mm -hmm. working out what goals would fit under there. Um, however many you have, like I said, seven to 10 goal categories, make sure you have a relationship goal category. Yep. So, so your, your marriage, um, your family, um, if, if that applies, it would be two different categories. Um, and then what we're, we encourage you guys to do is, um, kind of what we started doing ourselves is prepare your goals individually. Mm -hmm. uh, you really need to go, you know, alone and set your goal categories and then set your goals under those uh, categories. So by yourself, mm -hmm. prepare individually, but don't stop there. Set a date that then the two of you, you and your spouse are going to come together and share those goals um, where I would share mine and, and Thomas would share his. Just to confirm, you're talking about personal goals, individual goals for each of us. We're not on the couples yet, correct? Right. Or I mean, I wouldn't be shy to put something down, you know, but I might say spend more time together and then you could push me to make it a smart goal and, and define it if we're on the same page there. So then maybe just, I just want to bring some clarity for this one. So when, when we go off and set our own individual goals, we're going to come to the table and share those goals with each other so that we have that accountability from each other, that accountability in our spouse. But then if we have ideas for couple goals that we can do together, we can jot those down as ideas and then you can brainstorm those in together. You can discuss and create those as smart goals. So like you said, if you came to the table to spend more time together, that's fine because that's just an idea to start off and then we can together figure out how to make it into a goal 100 percent, yeah so prepare individually but set a date to discuss um and and take turns sharing mm -hmm. you know maybe you're in one the same goal category and i'll share something thomas will share something behind a back and forth um it just was so helpful last year to to know your goals that was yeah. um the first time we did that uh we usually just kind of had our own career goals and mm -hmm. shared them with our boss and that was that and last year for for 2021 going into 2021 um so over a year ago ago is when we did this practice and it was just so much it was just a, such a better year yeah. um for us to know kind of what each other were working on and um like you said, not hold accountable where I'm like, did you read your books? You know, sure, sure. But I could support you and their goals. And now we get to celebrate a lot of them. But yes, you're right. I don't think that I would necessarily want you to be checking in on me like that. But there is a sense of accountability from stating it publicly, so to speak. Stating it to another person means if you don't fail, you're failing in front of them too. And being vulnerable enough to fail in front of them and still, you know, make progress is is important rather than writing it down and failing privately just to yourself and being like, yeah, that goal really didn't matter anyway. Right. But your spouse can then challenge you and say, hey, no, you're doing great. You're 60% of the way there. Yeah, you're a little off pace, but you're, you do a little bit of catch up and you'll, you'll get there. They, they can be your biggest supporter in all of those goals. Um, 
And, you know, I would say encourage you guys to challenge each other on those goals. Make sure that they fit the SMART category and the uh, SMART acronym and that you're not leaving anything out. Uh, and make sure, that, I mean, you know your spouse the best, most likely. Um, make sure that they're challenging themselves. If you know that they can get more, maybe push them a little bit and say, hey, I think... I think you've got more in you. I think you could do more than that. And they may choose not to. Don't pressure them. But, you know, it's okay to to challenge your spouse to help them better themselves too. Um, and so d don't do it from a place of gain for you, though. Mm -hmm. um, that, that would come off uh, negative, but you know, uh, like your, your goal about reading books, it's a great example. If, you know, you said you usually set it for 12. If I said, look, I think you could do 13. Like, mm -hmm. why don't you push yourself a little bit and, yeah. and make it like that. That's not an unrealistic challenge. That's not, you know, me saying, I think you should read six supporting your husband books <laughs> or anything like, like that. That's positive gain for me. And so, um, you know, I think that that you just want to be careful with that, but one of the biggest things I wanted to point out in this is make sure that you're assigning rewards appropriate to the goals that um, you're setting. Mm -hmm. um, like if you set a goal um, that, you know, you're going to uh, read three new books in the year, um, a uh, going on a three week long cruise for reading three books may not be a proportionate reward for the goal. Um, so, so right, let's go <laughs> just, you know, putting it out there that, you know, but you could say, Hey, you know what? I accomplished that. I'm going to go to, you know, my favorite lunch place at the end of accomplishing those three or whatever. Um, something like that. Yeah. I think I, I don't like attaching trips to to goals because right. um we talk about that in other podcasts that you should invest in your marriage and um those those trips you shouldn't take away from mm -hmm. you know if, if you haven't achieved that yet mm -hmm. but something like tangible there because we just did this for you know our anniversary is mm -hmm. we went away but then we added on a couple's massage so right. you can add on an experience or excursion um for achieving goal and it just helps you know motivate you to, to keep going um, and define those goals, especially in your marriage. Because um, I would also say, be cautious. I've been overwhelmed with goals before. If you get into closer to the 10 goal category, like the 7 to 10, um, and then you have like three sub goals underneath each one, like now you've got 30 goals. <laughs> something is going to fail. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, just make sure it's proportionate. Um, I would say you don't have to be perfect and having a goal in every area as long as they're good quality goals. Right, right. And um, like you pointed out, adding something on uh, to one of your vacations or something, I just want to point out, uh, make sure that you plan for that financially and budget for it so that you're not going over the top or putting yourself into debt by saying, hey, you know what, we accomplished our goal. Let's, you know, get that double couples massage and, you know, the hot stones or whatever, and, and don't really escalate it more than what you've planned for. So if it's something you want to do, set a little bit aside each month so that when you accomplish that goal, you've got it ready to go. Um, and, and just to make sure, because in, in a scenario like that, if you book that massage, let's just keep that as the reward example for now. And it's three months away that your next one night away is, and you're going to tack it onto that. Make sure when you book the massage on the on your calendar, 
write a little note in there that says this is a reward for accomplishing this goal so that when you get there, you remember that and you remember it as a celebration, not just a fun thing that you're getting to do. Because if you don't reward the actual uh, accomplishment and you forget to reward it, it's not going to feel like you celebrated it and you're not going to want to fulfill the next goal because you're not going to feel that success afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like, like Thomas said earlier, um, you know, goals are important to help us accomplish things, but don't set yourself up for failure. So take the time this week, um, you know, to, to really think through them, sit on them for a while, set those rewards as well. And to be able to start the new year off off right, don't rush it. Um, you know, what's that quote of like reach for the moon, even if you fail, you'll you'll land upon the stars. Mm-hmm. I might not have said that perfect, but the point is there is like reach high, you know, we're like don't don't set yourself up for failure, but also don't cut yourself short. Just like you said right. on my book goal. If you've achieved something, don't like push yourself a little bit more. Don't settle yeah. to maintain that again. Um, because you know, if you reach for the moon, and you don't reach the moon, you still land among the stars. So if you didn't reach that book goal, you know, at least if I, you know, I, I should probably go up to 14 right. <laughs> this year. Cause then if I, if I got to 13, well, I still read more than the year before that. Um, well, or you still read 13 books. Yeah. Like, so, so, I mean, just take it at face value. It doesn't even necessarily have to beat what you did in the year before, but as long as you've had personal growth in whatever area your goal is set in, the idea is that you're having good personal positive growth. And so if you set your goal and you make it 50% of your goal, yeah, you didn't reach your goal. Maybe that was just a planning error, but you're still 50% better than you were the previous year. Like, or, or, uh, you know, I guess another way to put it is in that in that example you know if you set your goal for 13 and you only read six well yeah that's less than you would have read this year but that's still more than zero like you didn't just stop reading you're still six books more knowledgeable than you were before so i mean look at it as the positive growth you still find a way to spin it positive at the end rather than just looking at the failure side of it yeah, and maybe you're good um, at personal goals. That's a lot what we're talking about, about personal development and reading. Um, but, you know, you guys know we're marriage coaches. Um, and if you can't tell from Thomas's plug to, to budget, he's also a financial coach. And so um, we help people set goals. And so if you're not um, so good at this or, uh, you know, if this is a new concept to you or you've struggled with that, um, you know, last year and you want help, reach out to us. We are doing a free, um, we, we always do a free discovery call for our marriage coaching, but for, for January, we're going to do a free goal setting call, mm-hmm. um, for you and your spouse. And so you can DM us or email us or reach out through the website. We have a call link that you can just go right ahead and schedule in our show notes. And, um, we have an exercise that will help couples go through setting three personal goals, three couple goals, and three family goals. So if that applies to you, um, we'd love, we'd love to meet you over zoom and help you start 2022 off. Right. Absolutely. So thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the marriage puzzle podcast. Make sure that you go find us on social media at marriage puzzle. And as Julie mentioned, check out our website, marriagepuzzle.com to schedule that free marriage coaching discovery call or the goal setting call with us. And um, as always, uh, we look forward to you joining us next week. 
Have a great week. See you later.